your martial arts movie podcast. Ha-ha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble! And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now... You know, baby. Fists of fail. Happy September, everybody. It's uh, it's sequel month. I have no enthusiasm right now because I'm so tired. But uh, yeah, no, no, no. Let me let me try again. It's sequel month. Hooray! Uh, uh, maybe we should uh, clarify though. Uh, it is sequels to movies we already covered, so not just any sequels. Yeah, uh, thankfully we talked about uh, Undisputed 3. Uh, I don't remember. Was it even last year? Or... It's been a while since we talked about the movie, and I, my memory of that is actually starting to fade a little bit. Uh, from what I remembered, uh, that movie was just essentially just nonstop fighting, and there was very little story. Um, and I think even during that episode, I said, like, oh, I like Boyka, which is essentially Undisputed 4 much better than this movie even though everyone you seems did. to yes. love undisputed three and um yeah now we're finally talking about boyka uh aka undisputed four um and uh, yeah i think after watching it again i still stand by those words i still generally like this movie more even though that's like a uh, like not many people know of this one as compared to the third one i think the third one is just so popular and it really really highlighted the character and mm-hmm. the ability of scott atkins and then just all you know um larnell stovall's like um you know his fight choreography that it almost foreshadows the rest of the series but there are fans of the other series uh we have not spoken about one or two and it's kind of funny we're on four but i <laughs> have a feeling it's kind of fine to skip around in this series this movie feels like like a standalone like you don't really need to know what happened too much in the other films they reference it a little bit like his knee injury from the third one but otherwise you can watch this without ever seeing those other movies right right well that's what i liked about this movie well that and it actually has a story right because i when i really think back on undisputed three it this <clears throat> the plot is relatively simple. It's a prison tournament movie, and it's very A to B. And this movie's kind of A to B as well. Like it's here's. I would say this starting. is strictly A to B. There is no <laughs> swerving away from that straight line right, right. to the end. Uh, the one thing I wanted to point out is this movie should have been called, uh, or should have had the uh, the subtitle of um redemption redemption yeah but the third movie has the subtitle of redemption this has the subtitle undisputed which is actually the title of the series (laughs) i wouldn't i wouldn't overthink this yeah the the act the the real title of this movie is actually boyka you know undisputed colon colon, undisputed it's a little odd that they did that uh, you should have heard their original title, which is Undisputed Boyka Re-Redemptioning. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, well, I guess I can lead us right into what the story is even about. <clears throat> it's very straightforward. 
Boyka acts, it gets in a fight. Uh, uh, well, I mean, at this at this point in his life, he is no longer in the prison system. He's actually kind of making a name for himself a little bit more professionally in the fighting space. Uh, he gets in a fight, accidentally kills a guy, feels so much remorse that he goes out of his way to try to make things right with the widow. That is the whole story. Yep. That <laughs> is the simplest, simplest uh, plot synopsis of this movie. Yeah. They they try to throw in, you know, uh, roadblocks here and there, but he just overcomes everything so easily in this movie. But you think, like, maybe there would be some issue with him having to go... Um, you know, get a fake passport because he's technically a wanted man in another country. Nope, that's all fine. <laughs> you would think that, oh, he needs to find a new gym to train in. Uh, nope, there's like a little bit of, uh, you know, headbutting going on. That's all pushed yeah. aside, really. There is no conflict in this movie, minus the fact that it is uh, a fight movie. Yeah, well, uh, okay, so let, let's go back to what I... My thoughts were in comparing this to the third movie. If, if you're going to talk about that, I, I still generally think that the story is way more interesting in this movie versus the third. I mean, the third's not ashamed of what it is, right? I, I like the third movie, but it it is incredibly simple. This one is simple, but there's a little bit of conflict here and there. I think the fact that we're giving Scott Atkins, uh, who plays Boyka, obviously. Uh, a little bit more of an internal struggle uh, helps a lot uh, in this movie, right? Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely the the better stuff in this film when it comes to fleshing out his character more. Because where are you gonna go from? I'm just this prisoned fighter who believes he's the best in the world because God gave him his gifts, yep. and then you realize that oh, he was responsible for a man's death, and that messes with him mentally. And I think that's the more interesting stuff going on in this movie. Right. So what do you think, Zero, if you had to compare overall? If I had to compare three and four? Uh, I think sitting through this one is much easier It because it's just the Scott Atkins story. It's He doesn't have the sidekick like he did in the, <laughs> in the third one to play off of. And that became slightly a comedy because Boyka is just a very very serious character there is nothing to him besides i'm the ultimate fighter and i need to fight in order to get to my goal of being the best and yep. in the third movie they you know michael i think it's uh, michael shannon Super jenkins he was yeah. kind of thrown in there to alleviate some of that testosterone that scott atkins exudes and in this yeah. movie they throw in a grieving widow to balance out that you know, that manliness of Scott Atkins so yeah. that it's not just over-the-top meat-headedness the whole time? Right. I, I mean, again, depending on who the action viewer is, I mean, the people who love action movies, you can either have the kind who's just like, I don't care about character at all. I just want to see fist-hitting faces. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm obviously... A, like I, For me, like, I prefer my movie to be an, uh, an entertaining experience while also having some sense of humanity. And that's what the fourth movie has that the third one is lacking. The third movie is just straight-up action uh, and really very little substance outside of that. And this one, at least we give Mick Scott 
Ian's character a lot more uh, relatable because he's not just a hard ass all the time. He actually cares, um, which is a huge uh, evolution of the character as the series goes on. Because in the second one, he's pretty much a villain. Um, and then the third one, he gets a little better, still kind of like a jackass. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he still is kind of a jack. I mean, he's still kind of a dick in this one too, but yeah. he he's aware of it and he's trying to redeem himself. I will the die on this hill. This should have been called undisputed redemption. Right, they're gonna throw, they're gonna completely confuse you with the title. It's like Boyka. Never back down. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong series. So, um, yeah, we're, we're discussing the uh, the fourth installment here. And I think during the credits, you actually see it's Isaac Florentine um, credited. But in he's actuality... Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, he's I, a producer in this one. I see. Because uh, I, th- I think the, the directing uh, chair was sent to uh, Todor Chapkanov. I think you... Yes. Zero, you said you said you had something uh, to say about this. Oh, I was just gonna say. Um, well, the reason Isaac Florentine couldn't return is because his uh, wife passed during uh, the filming of this movie, unfortunately. So he, you know, took a step back. That's fine. Uh, I, I think Todor uh, Chapkinov. I think he did a good job at keeping in line with what Isaac kind of established in the last movie. Mm. Kind of like how we were talking with. The Once Upon a Time in China series where after Tui Hawk left and Samo took over the fourth one, you can see how they had to keep those, you know, uh, Wang Fei Hong isms in there yeah. from what they established in the other movie. And I think what Todor and then also the fight choreographer Tim Mann did in this one mm-hmm. is good because it still feels like Boyka, right? And obviously uh, Scott Absolutely. Atkins is returning, so he is just keeping everything in line it doesn't feel like someone else is trying to veer this in like a whole new direction everything feels like it should yeah yeah it's weird in the way that they were able to capture the same feel the same uh, heart of the last two movies um i i actually do think that the fight choreography gets progressively better as the series goes on because um i don't think that any of the fights here are are as good as the fight between Scott and um, Latif Crowder in the third movie, from what I remember. Because um, I remember liking that fight a lot. But and everybody loves that fight. That yeah, fight it's is great. Like it's often cited as like one of the best ones in the series. Yeah, yeah. But I will say, for both quantity uh, and and general level of quality throughout this whole movie, and the fourth one, I mean, Boyka, uh, like I think it outshines it somehow because it beats it in both quality, uh, quantity and, you know, like uh, the qualities it beats it in quantity. The quality is never as good as the, the Latif Crowder fight, but you know, because there's so many above average fights in this movie, I, I, I still think even in the action department, this movie's better. And mm-hmm. Tim Mann, I, I think a lot of it has to do with his involvement as being the action core, you know, the, the fight choreography because he really pushes Scott to his limits. Like some of the, the, the flippy dippy stuff that he does is <laughs> so uh, impressive. Like I don't think I've seen Scott do anything nearly as involved as he does in this one. And I, obviously we've watched a couple of, of his films in the past. I mean, the last, uh, um, 
collaboration between these two or that we discussed was in Ninja 2. And I like Ninja 2 in terms of the fighting, but here it's like we're taking away the weapons. We're just going to have them uh, fight in uninterrupted bouts of hand blocking and sequences and choreography. And not only does it keep in the spirit of the previous installment, but it really like amps it up in terms of like the acrobatics and the, um, the complicated stuff. So yeah, I, I, I feel like in all departments, I feel like this movie is better. Uh, I don't <laughs> know. Is that just me? Uh, I'm a little torn. Uh, I'm not sure because I think I would have to watch both of them back to back. Um, where I think the action is on par uh, with the third one, uh, and pretty much echoing what you said, with the exception of the Latif fight, I think this one is pretty no- top-notch too. I think uh, maybe for me this movie kind of falls apart at the end because mm. it feels a little rushed where he just... It, it, so in terms of story, just to, uh, just to elaborate a little bit, Scott Atkins wants to try and... Uh, pay for the wife's debt now that her you know husband has passed away so he agrees to fight for the villain in order to you know uh kind of release her from from uh his hold and it just turns into scott basically saying well i'm gonna fight three fights for you and then i'm gonna you know piss off yeah and that kind of happens and then it just kind of really goes quickly towards the end they just kind of ramp it up and realize all right, well, here's another fight, here's another fight, here's another fight, and then we're kind of done. And I don't know. I I think in terms of substance, I wanted a little more there. I don't know. Not not in terms of fight, but it just, everything just kind of wraps up so... Oh, we're just talking about the ending. And so nicely, yeah, yeah. Mm, Okay. Not to, to, you know, go into detail but uh for me like the ending is where it just kind of feels a little off for me oh yeah i, I mean we, we could talk about the ending later uh yeah. whether we want to spoil it or not we'll obviously give a warning when we get to that point um sure. but yeah no let, let's just both agree without spoiling it like that ending is weird and yeah it does feel very rushed <laughs> i think that's what it is it just feels rushed right yeah. it's i mean the movie is paced pretty nicely it's 90 minutes yeah. right we yeah, got a yeah. whole slew of fights in there and yeah there's there's even some action moments in between the big fights so you're never just yep. sitting there listening to talking heads and then of course there is that internal struggle that scott atkins is going through which is kind of interesting mm-hmm. very very basic very very simple stuff it doesn't get too dramatic because yeah. this is action movie action you know <laughs> fight movie Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, that's why I think it appeases everyone on all fronts because it's action movie, but has a little bit more heart than the last one. I don't know. I think, but, but besides the ending thing that you just mentioned before, the last movie was extremely straightforward. It really didn't t- turn or pivot at all at any point. It was just like, all right, when are we getting to the next fight? Here, it's like I kind of, I obviously care want to know when the next fight happens, but. Kind of want to see where this uh, character uh, relation between him and the the widow, uh, and wh- like where that's going to go. So yeah. that's kind of like wh- what makes this movie a little bit more interesting for me. Yeah, um, once once we get towards the end, like the last fight, it just kind of torpedoes its way. Oh towards yeah, the end. like <laughs> all right, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Just like ah, what happened? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, uh, but there's a lot of fights in this movie. Uh, I don't think we're going to be able to cover all of them. Um, and, and we should not. probably should not. So yeah. this is uh, this is us just really going to... We're just going to dive right into the, I guess, the best of the best, right? Because there's, I really think there's like eight fights, if I really think. <laughs> yeah, like eight of them. Jesus. Um, right. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll talk about... There's, you know, there's highlights. the opening... There's two opening fights to kind mm. of wet the palate for the action audience. Yeah. And it's crazy because... You know, Scott Atkins and and this cameraman, I got to say, uh, I should have looked it up, mm-hmm. but um, I guess like what was kind of established in the third movie is you have this very active cameraman who's inside the ring mm-hmm. as these two people are fighting. And one thing I noticed in this movie is that cameraman is really right <laughs> yeah. there. He's up in everyone's face. Surprisingly, though, he is not fucking all over the place shaking the camera everywhere for the most part it's it's you know it's it's him holding it yeah. but he has really good composition with his shots even though he is uh making it feel like an active frame right. and i just wanted to commend that he gets out of the way sometimes where people <laughs> fall like right in front of the frame and mm-hmm. i was just like whoa yeah very very nice good job yeah yeah, yeah. like just close enough where you feel like uh, i can see the action uh, it's just far enough so you can see the action, but close enough where you're you're thinking, oh, that could have destroyed the camera, and <laughs> yeah. that would set back production by right. months. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, no, it, it's great. Uh, that's kind of what I was complaining about in our last pseudo episode with, uh, when we covered Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. It's the mar- you know the opposite of the Marvel effect where like everything's so clean, like, the camera's movement is so nice and fluid. It's too fluid. Um, that can actually be an issue. Uh, here it's like, you know, like the camera is shaky, but like in a na- shaky, in a natural uh, human operating movement kind of thing way. Not as in it, it's just shaky cam. Uh, yeah. You can make out everything that's happening, and you really do feel like you're right up in there. And one great that's, way, yeah, that's the best part. You feel like you're in the ring because the cameraman yeah. is literally up there. Right. Right. Him. I'm going to assume that I'm not sure. It says the cinematographer is uh, Ivan Vatsov. Uh, Vatsov, yeah. Um, but I'm not entirely sure if they, he was operating the camera. Um, what I will say is that I feel, you know, obviously, when it comes to martial arts movies, it's been repeated in the past. You know, like it's it's a lot of moving parts. Uh, there's actual performers who are fighting, and then there's also you know like the the camera work that has to match with it. Here, actually. It's like the best example of the cameraman being part of the cinematography. The cameraman, the camera isn't just like stationary and you know uh, just capturing the action, which we love. You know, like we've we've seen that in so many movies. Here, the camera is like dynamically moving with the actors, and you feel like you're moving with them as well. Uh, and it kind of like involves you with the action. Without getting annoying, you know, sometimes like the camera will move with the action and it gets distracting um, and you can't make out what's happening here. It's kind of nice. You'd be able to uh, uh, pan back and forth left and right and see like, oh, there's an attacker coming from the left. Like Scott does something to that guy and then it pans back to the right and then Scott's dealing with another guy. What this is all done without losing focus of the actual hits. And you always see exactly how uh, I think the blows are landing on people. Um, you can see the anticipation before the, uh, the the kicks or the punches come out. Like 
I, it always feels like the camera is dynamic, gritty, and involved. So yeah, I, that's like again, that's something to commend as well. Like I, I, they did some, they did something with this movie that a lot of movies cannot do successfully. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We're at the point where we give our recommendations, but there's a whole wealth of audio you would be listening to here if you follow us on Patreon. There you can listen to the entire episode, including an exclusive action breakdown of the fights in the movie. But you can still support us by liking us on all the things and watch this and other episodes on YouTube with visual cues to accompany our discussion. And now on to our final thoughts. Anyways, that is... uh undisputed for redemption redemptioning the re-redemptioning um now nah, i still like it a lot i still like it more than the third movie uh, almost all accounts um like i think it's just a generally better made film um the action uh, like for across the board I've, I've said this before earlier um across the board has been um elevated from below to uh, average to above average every single fight is it's pretty good uh even the short ones which we didn't even talk about like there's some stuff in there that you can really like highlight as well and 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 see some good in in them we we didn't talk about them but yeah they're they're pretty damn awesome we kind of only talked about the, the top four but there's like seven or eight fights in the movie it's fucking impressive and the movie's short it it really just breezes by I don't know if that has something to do with the really rushed ending, but yeah, the movie just breezes by. I think that's why it breezes by, because when you start to get towards the end, they really, really just go for it. Like no, no one cares. Just keep going. Just, just, just keep end going, the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah and uh, bravo to Tim Man, bravo to Scott. Uh, like I think this is uh, an awesome entry. I, I love, I like this movie a lot, and. Uh, I, you could totally watch the fights without context and still enjoy it. And you could watch the movie with the fights, or you could just watch the movie in general and still enjoy it. I, I, I don't have many problems with this movie. This is the most positive I've ever been in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, this seems like it has been in terms of speaking about martial arts movies. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of effort here. Um, I don't... But weird enough, I don't love the movie. I just think it just does a lot of things right. Uh, so yeah, that's Boyka. Yeah. I'm uh, yep. I'm in agreement with almost everything you said. I'm not sure if I like this one better than the third one though. Mm-hmm. In, in terms of fights, I, I kind of want to. I would kind of want to rewatch the third one again. But I do like I do like this movie a lot. I think overall the movie because the story is that much easier to digest i think that's why this one ekes out a little bit on top for me but mm-hmm. uh i would just have to uh be sure and rewatch it sure, sure but you know what the third one doesn't have it doesn't have hilariously awful children's drawings of <laughs> scott atkins in the end that's supposed to be a very sweet moment, and I was just laughing at the horrible artistry of these five-year-old like kids <laughs> trying to caricature Scott Atkins. It was I felt really bad, but I was laughing too. <laughs> you and I were about to end this episode in a very similar way. I was like, "Well, the reason, the real reason why Scott, the fourth entry is better than the third is because the final fight doesn't end with." Uh, Marco Zoror's 
ankle erupting into a CGI mess. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There, there That's is true. no CGI mess. Nothing turns into a floppy penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. So pick your poison. Uh, yeah. Bad children's drawings or, or bad CGI. Floppy penis. Floppy yeah. penis. <laughs> floppy penis. Yeah. Are we going to end the episode on floppy penis? Yeah, I, I we guess can. we're ending on floppy penis. All right. Yeah, I think we can. <laughs>